Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. I'm Rudo, he's AJ. We're talking expectations maybe maybe not expectations maybe more of uh hopes versus disasters uh one way or another we're talking the new abs and what the way things could go for them next season we'll see you know we're, we're gonna go to the extremes we'll probably have some takes in the middle we'll be all over the map with it so we'll see how it goes uh aj i don't think i got a chance to ask you this mm-hmm Today, do you think the Avs are a better hockey team than they were last year? Talent-wise, like raw talent-wise, mm-hmm. I think yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I think... Boy, it's close because... I think, yeah, let's go with yes for right now. Um, in terms of being better prepared for guys playing proper roles, I think certainly, yeah. like without a question. Um, in terms of in terms of getting role players that should that that are natural fits for the roles they're going to be asked to play. Um, I guess not even role players. I mean, Ryan Johansson as two C has yeah. been a two C for a number of years. So, um, I I do think I do think in that way they are a more complete team. But I do think uh, with the uh, just in terms of raw talent, I would say maybe a little bit better. But it's awfully close. Yeah, I I do think they are better. Obviously, the the big caveat there being both last year and this year will not have Gabe Landeskog. But on the whole, I do think they are better given what we've seen, what we are going to get into when it comes to expectations. I think the guys the Avs went out and got this year, the expectations are at least a little bit, if not quite a bit higher than some of the guys last year. So, um, in ter- Like in terms of guys that they acquire and bring in from the outside, yeah, because the Avs didn't do very much of that last year. Yep. Um. It was a lot of re-signing guys, and then, well, we hope that these guys internally get better. Yep. And this year, I think I think that's an important distinction because uh, this year, how many guys are we looking at on Colorado's roster and saying they are planning right now, today, right now, in this moment, they they appear to be planning for these guys to get better. 
internally. Just these these are guys that were here last year, and we are expecting better seasons out of them than what they have previously given us. Because I don't think it's very many. It's like Bo Byram. I mean, it's a little bit of a funny thing, right? You're expecting more health this year out of a lot of guys that now that's entirely out of their control. But yeah, and I'm not really I'm not really talking about like Nachushkin staying healthy and you know and then out producing. Two different things I just, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. I just mean like. Uh, I I gotta not lean on my, this table, which apparently wobbles because it's going like this. So, <laughs> Smash um, the table. It's it's like Josh Josh Manson is also in that conversation of he spent so much of the season hurt and yeah. and when he was playing, certainly in the second half when he was playing, it was bad. Um, yeah, like he he was nursing whatever that injury ended up being. I actually don't know what it was, uh, and wasn't good like he just wasn't you could see that last game that he played we were you you watched the watch along and you could see we were like josh manson can't skate man yeah Yeah. so it was it was it was hard to watch that so i don't think that uh i i would say not not including the injuries just like hey these guys are just having better seasons yep i don't think there's very many on the roster like they're there's just not many. Certainly not at the top. Obviously, McKinnon, but yeah. Miko had unbelievable years last year. So I, I'm with you on that. It's it, it's going to be interesting though because I do think there is more boom or bust potential with the guys the Avs got this year. That's kind of what we're going to get into today. As best cases and worst cases a little bit here. AJ, do you want to start at the top or the bottom here? Start at the bottom with a build. All right. All right. We can work our way up. Do you even want to include Jack Johnson in this? I'm assuming no. 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 I think so. Uh, What about Olofsson? No. Just because I think his best case is like he makes the roster and he's a passable fourth line player. Like it's like yeah, I think that's perfectly valid. Um, okay, so with a with a handful of of new ish guys at the bottom bottom of your lineup, the first real one to talk about, yeah, I'm going to put Miles Wood first. We'll talk about Colton second. Okay, Wood coming in comes out of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Can this guy reasonably be? A middle six guy, or is he a hard third liner? I mean, I think uh, for me, Miles Wood is a bottom six player. Okay, um, he's he, there's very, very, very little playmaking to speak of. Yeah. Um, and on one hand, I'm good with that because they needed goals from that bottom six. Last year, who could score? Um, yeah, and Miles Wood. Miles Wood is a guy who has consistently, consistently. Okay, in, in the last five years, yeah, five years, uh, that he has actually been healthy enough to play a substantial number of games. So I'm obviously eliminating the three-game hip surgery season that he had. <laughs> 
But and and you even that, if you wanted to include it, goals in that season, <laughs> yeah, like five five out of the last six years, he is at least a ten goal guy, with a high of nineteen and a low of ten. Yep. So you you are talking, and hell, even his rookie season when he only played sixty games, he scored eight. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a guy here who is going to give you goals. Yeah. Asking asking him for ten goals on your third line is not unreasonable. And you, uh, to be honest, you would probably still be a little disappointed. I, if he only I think gave you should 10. be asking for 15, to be honest. I think, I think 15 is fair as well. I think 15 should be, it's, it's that 20 goals is like, you're a real goal scorer now. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't know about that, but 10, 10 should be a baseline. Yep. I, I really do think, Look, the Avs clearly saw something that they really think is going to fit with Mazwood given the six-year deal. They were willing to commit to that for a long time. Even if it is a yeah. cheap deal, whatever, sure, I get it. Yeah. You don't go out and give a guy a six-year deal because you think he's going to give you 20 points every year. I really think the expectation should be 30 points there. Um, I mean, he's only hit 30 points once in his career. I know. So I, 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 I would say my expectation is him, for him is fifteen ten. Every single year, fifteen and ten. I'm good with that. Uh, if he has a better year than that, amazing. If he does not, <laughs> concerning. Yeah. But I think that's where I have him um, right in that that range, just based on his career. Um, and and the fact that I think he's going to get the kind of ice time, uh, he's averaged right around 13 minutes of ice time in his career. I think that's probably right in where line where he's continue. going to get. Yeah. Um. So I think that uh, you know I I think that's where I am. And best case, since that's what we're talking about today, best case is 35. You know he does have the 20 goal season. He does, he, you know, and it's probably driven a little bit by shooting percentage. Oh, definitely. Uh, because he's a guy that is only, you know, he has a career shooting percentage under 10, which for forwards is not encouraging. <laughs> but the reason that he scores as many goals as he does is because that dude has a lot of breakaways. Yeah. He ends up, he ends up a lot uh, in a lot of odd man rushes because he is very, very fast. That is exciting because that's obviously a great fit in Colorado. That is concerning because over the course of a six-year deal, you don't expect a guy to still be very, very fast at age 34. So, eh, but that's age 34's problem. Wood is a little bit weird to me when it comes to the best-case scenario because I think his best-case scenario is less about production in general, I guess. Like, obviously, 35 points would be great you'd be taking that to the bank but with him his best case scenario is he gets here and he finds a way to be passable or better on the defensive side of the puck maybe the abs throw him out for a couple of pks and it works out better than i'm expecting it to yeah i would say best case uh he does add a little more versatility in in the type of roles that he can play but the big thing there is that he cuts down on the penalty minutes yeah, cannot put himself in the box as much for sure. Uh, he he at least uh, I I would say his goal should be to break even on penalties, penalties taken, penalties drawn. You break break even and and maintain this the the physical 
uh, kind of hard nose style that he has, that's that's fine. Keep it He's under not, a penalty minute per game, please. <laughs> I I I would say try to keep it at like half half of yeah. That. that would be good. Um, like I I'm if he has if he finish if he plays all season and he finishes with forty penalty minutes, huge win. Yeah. Um. So that you know, we'll just just keep it under sixty, my guy. Um. But yeah, I think so. I think that's probably my best case scenario for for Miles Wood is that he 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 proves Colorado correct and that he's a very good fit and he uh, he gives them that spark in their bottom six that they need and has a twenty goal season. You know, puts up thirty five points. Is is worst case scenario? He's offensively loc. Um. I mean, given that, uh, given that LOC had uh, one fewer point than him last year, I would say probably worse than that. Fair. LOC's goal scoring. How about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's you're you're talking. We're talking a razor thin margin here between between goals. Um, it's like a handful over the last couple yeah. of years. Um, but I do LOC think... under 10 though. Yeah. Uh, each of the last two years and he played all the games. So yeah. not great, Bob. Um, Hey, maybe that prodigious playmaking from LOC leads to more miles wood goals <laughs> on the right side. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's the right wing and it's the fourth line that we just have been ignoring. <laughs> um, no, I I think I think the the worst case scenario is that it's a total disaster, right? And he takes he's way too many penalties. Not even an HL functional. And you know, he plays he plays 10 minutes a night and he has a 14 point season something like that. And, and you, you're stuck you with look this. like yeah. You you look like, "Oh my god, what are the next 5 years going to look like? This is going to be a nightmare." Yeah. And you know, obviously first of all, Worst case scenario for everyone is, of course, being injured. We're not injured. injured. Yeah, I I felt like that went without saying, but I'm glad you did bring it up because yes, because <laughs> not playing games is for 99 percent of NHL is worse than playing games. Yeah, for that one percent, man, you pay them apparently a million dollars a year. <laughs> you said it, not me. Whatever. Uh, but but yeah, the. The Avs need to get a functional NHLer out of Miles Wood, given the commitment they made to him. Two and a half million of essentially dead cap if he's struggling to do basic NHL things would be very, very bad. Yeah, it's. I think uh, I think of the guys that we're going to talk about today. Miles Wood has the smallest amount of variance of. I would agree. Uh, best case, worst case, and real, even the realistic expectation, I think it's probably somewhere right in that. I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about one hot streak in a month, you know, like a guy, a guy has one great month yep. where the stick is hot and he just, you know, he scores four goals in a it's month. Just, it's not that hard to be a 20 point guy, which to me is the absolute floor you need to get out of him. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, other, otherwise the, this is. 
uh, like like Miles Wood is like a proven like he's a yeah, fine. He's been doing this for a while. Like, for sure. Yeah, he is a fine bottom six guy. There isn't like a ton. We talk about all the risks that that there's going to be. It's for the guys that are playing more important roles. Miles Wood's not that. Yep. Miles My, Wood is he's he's fine. Like he's. I I when I when I think about this team and I get nervous, it doesn't have anything to do with Miles Wood. And when I think about this team, and I envision what I think is the best version of it, it doesn't have anything to do with Miles Wood. <laughs> like he's just I think he's going to going to be a set and forget safe guy in the lineup that I think Jared Bender will probably love, um, despite the penalty issues. Uh, and um, hopefully can can wean them off of the Andrew Cogliano mm-hmm. overplaying love yeah. that well, Jared the, Bednar had. The expectation of physicality there, too, from Wood, I think is important. Uh, yes, he's going to do some dumb penalty things sometimes, but if he's yeah. also, if he's, in that sense, if he's Logan O'Connor, but just a larger human being where he gets out there and just starts running into stuff with his speed... Bednar's gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I've said this a, a thousand times, and I'm gonna keep talking about it. But I think it's it's the combination of Wood with Colton. Yeah, that that is such an intriguing change to their bottom six because Colton is way more physical than Wood is. Uh, Wood is a physical guy, but but Colton is like a he's like a hit parade and. Wood is very competitive and he'll do a lot of things that you really like. And he will, obviously he, he's not shy about hitting people, but he's, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and, and hit four guys in one shift. Um, You know, not like something like sure. that. He it's, it's the competitiveness. It's, yeah. it's the hatred of losing. It's the anger in him that, that he plays the game with that I think is going to be so different uh, and transformational in that, in that bottom six. Who's a better cook, Wood or Colton? When you don't know the answer to that, are you a good cook? No. I mean, I just had, I I made delicious breakfast today. It was scrambled eggs and toast. Yeah, not not too complicated of a meal there. I'm not a good cook either. And let me tell you, when the wife works all day and she comes home and she doesn't want to cook either, Factor is the way to go. Uh we got a box. You guys been getting down on that? Yeah, it's been good. It, like, I my expectations were low. I'll be honest, but it was actually very, very good. Uh, so, if you haven't checked it out yet, Factor is a meal kit service, and not just any. They're America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Uh, you can help fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Like I was saying, the best part about it is it saves you a ton of time, as well as getting to eat well and stay on track with whatever your goals might be. Their meals are fresh, never frozen, and they're ready in just two minutes. Super easy to heat up and have. I, I think they're the perfect meal for lunch, to be honest with you. Something you can grab, eat, ready to go, super fast. Uh, a bunch of restaurant quality options. Uh, you can get 34 different things, ranging from shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, grilled steakhouse filet mignon, 
All of these ready in just two minutes. So go check it out. They have a bunch of different options of deals. We went with the chef's choice, but if you want a vegan or vegetarian option, they have things like that too. Uh, they have a bunch of different uh, plans for different uh, diets. Diets. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Whatever suits your fancy when it comes to fast, easy, delicious meals, you can head to factormeals.com slash dnvrabs50 today to get 50% off when you first order. That's dn, uh, excuse me, that's factormeals.com slash dnvrabs50 to get that 50% off today. And then you have a little bit of money left over. You got to check out the Circa Resort and Casino. I don't know if any of y'all were watching uh, the Nuggets. Uh, summer league stuff like AJ and I were hanging out at Circa at the, uh, what's it actually called? I just call it the pool with the big TV. Uh, it's the, I, I forget the actual name of it. I'm sorry, Circa, but the giant TV with the pool, that's Circa. You can go to their their place and watch whatever sporting event in the pool with the swim up bars and the swim up blackjack and all of the amazing stuff. Uh, it's called the stadium swim. There we go. That's what it's called. Found it in the end. Got there eventually. Uh, look, Circa got a bunch of dope stuff in Vegas. If you've never been, you really should go check it out. Uh, their casino is also huge. 7,000 square foot casino with two levels. The resort has over 500 rooms with a variety of layouts to fit your needs. All I'm saying is we know the Avs play Vegas a couple times a year. Uh, beyond that, you also have, I mean, I don't know if it'll be this year, but you know, pretty regularly the Avs will have their rookie tournament there. So it should be a fun time. Something you can plan around every couple of years to go to Vegas, have a good time, hang out with Circa uh, for whatever reason. If you're going to Vegas, maybe it's Broncos Raiders too. You can book your stay with Circa and use code DNVR20 for 20% off. You can download the app at Circa Sports. Uh, you can place bets right here from Colorado. That's what you want to do. So check it out that way too with Circa. You must be 21 or older, all rights reserved. Uh, Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, you can call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamingcolorado.org. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ having some technical difficulties, I'm assuming will rejoin me in a minute here. But... Moving forward, we're talking about Ross Colton. AJ's initial thoughts are with Miles Wood, and I do think that's probably the realistic expectation for the season is you're going to see Colton spend a good amount of time on that third line in general. Uh, he does have a 39-point season under his belt already, so I do think there is a little bit of expectation for production here from Colton for multiple reasons. One, I do think there should be opportunities either via injury or just regular opportunity for him to get shifts up the lineup. I think the abs want that out of him, given they were willing to give him a $4 million deal, which happens to be the exact same amount that they're paying Ryan Johansson as their two C. So there's very much opportunity, I think for Colton to get some of that action. And more importantly, I really think you could see him play both sides of special teams, um, both power play and penalty kill. Penalty kill, a little bit looser on, uh, but the Avs are going to need guys to fill out that role. 
And if that works out, you really could see Colton playing a significant number of minutes, closer to second line minutes than third line minutes if he ends up working on both sides of special teams. Uh, another goal scorer for the Avs, uh, depth, I guess, if you want to call it depth. I really do think it's more of a middle six role, so I don't know if you consider that depth or not. That's up to you. You can pick it your way. Best case scenario, you could really even be talking about a 45-point guy, I think, when it comes to Colton. You're talking about, at, at minimum, a 20-goal season, maybe even pushing for 25. He has a 22-goal season under his belt already, especially if he gets time up on the second line, playing with talent, playing with other guys that, uh, for example, if you put Colton and Druin together, Druin just feeding that guy pucks and he's scoring goals as AJ returns. AJ, best case scenario, I'm saying Colton 45 points, maybe more. I'd say 50. You up to 50? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd say I'd say 50 and uh 25, 30, 30 goals. Um, yeah. 30 would be impressive. 25, I, I can see. 30, I mean 30 would be, to be honest, like the absolute ceiling of it. But I think that's I'm I'm leaving that door open as a best case scenario of a it's uh, increased ice time. He plays 16 minutes yeah. a night, and he has uh, one of those shooting percentage seasons. You know yeah. where a, where a guy just absolutely goes off, and you look at the seed like Ryan. Think of Ryan Hartman a couple of years ago. He had a 30 like a 34 goal season or whatever the hell it was, and you and and then immediately went like it's right good. back to it. Um. I'm sure Ross Colton would love to play next to Kirill Kaprizov for a year. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's like, hey, look, if McKinnon, I, I'm not even if McKinnon when McKinnon gets hurt for ten games this year, <laughs> you Colton's know, moving up, yeah, 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 exactly. Put him, put him in a top six job, but put him on the, put him on a one C. Let's just see how it goes. What, what yeah. happens here? Uh, so yeah, I think that's the ceiling. Realistically, though, I do think twenty goals should be attainable uh i i think it should be an expectation part of the part of the appeal of picking him up was that he is again kind of like miles wood not much in terms of playmaking here Mm -hmm. um though a little bit better than than wood um with um i mean a whopping 16 assists um last season i think 17 the year before so um I, I think that is, you know, and, and hey, if he's if he's playing in a consistent role next to some guys that can finish, maybe he, you know, in order to get to the 50, he's probably going to have to bump that up to 25. Yeah. Certainly so, at least 20, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking with, Col- and the other thing with Colton is that uh, part of the best case He's he takes to the, a PK role, yeah. and he answers he answers that question of like who's that guy that takes the the face off you know and uh, defensively he rounds out his game in a way that he hasn't had to at this point like up to this point in his career. So um, uh, let me ask you this then: obviously the faceoffs do matter. It's it's part of the reason he got the contract that he did. Is there a world where you see him floating up the lineup, not necessarily to replace Raijo, but to play next to him, whether that's Raijo or him on the wing? I don't really care. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, if they if they have top six injuries, um, I think he's one of the first guys that you want to move up there because because of his goal scoring ability and uh, because he has such a lethal one timer and because he he has shown the ability to excel on the wing next to skilled players uh, as he did in Tampa Bay. So um, I I think that he's probably first in line for that for that promotion. Uh, whenever they have a top six, uh, top six injury, even if it's a put him on the wing situation, I, I think the temptation is there. The major concern with that right now is that uh, you don't have a you don't have a replacement for him as Messi. Right. I mean, they still have a player to go out and get this off season. So, right. But I mean, if if there's a wing, if, if a guy gets hurt, uh, you know, if if Arturi Lekkinen gets hurt, you could move. Miles Wood up there into sure. your top six. You know, Natush can move to your top line. You move Miles Wood to the wing. Yeah. You know, um, these different the, there there are different avenues there that they could try before it's, that if they wanted to. Um, and then and then they would just move a guy up to replace Wood with Colton. There isn't really an obvious answer right now uh, to fill a, a, that center spot if yeah, he's the, the guy they want to move. Yoloing Ben Myers in your fourth line just is whatever it is at that point. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's you're kind of last. You're in last year's position, and that's that's where one of the concerns this year is depth. Yeah, because you get to that problem immediately. Mm-hmm. Have they done a better job? Do I like their one through four center depth? When healthy, year? it's better. Yes, but yeah, but but in terms of injury, last year's team. You could at least move Alex Newhook, Evan Rodriguez, or JT Comfer into a center spot. You yeah. had a really rare, like super versatile group of forwards that could do that job for you. Uh, this year, you don't have that at the moment, um, and I doubt, I doubt whoever they want to go sign that's still left on the market is going to have that kind of versatility to to be able to. To, to do that, because if it's a guy like Danton Heinen, as much as yeah. we've liked him, for not us, me that's not it to see if Dan Heinen has ever played center in his right. career right now. <laughs> um, you know, the the chat talking about Jean-Luc Foodie. Look, Jean-Luc Foodie hadn't played center in the AHL. Mm-hmm. They moved him to wing pretty he's quickly been, down there. He's been a he's been a wing for the vast majority of his time with the Eagles. You've done it a little bit, but not primarily. That's not where he's had his success. That's not where. He has lit it up, um, and that's not where he projects moving forward. So uh, that's that's you know that would be a major leap uh, so to put that guy as a center. So let's get into worst case scenario then on Colton. Is it it is being a third liner good enough, or is that are you already drifting into Colton is is struggling at that point? Yeah, and I I say this all the time that the guys who wreck salary caps are not the guys at the top. Yeah. But it's the guys that make between 3 and 5 million dollars and more specifically it's more like the 4 to 5 range. Those guys those guys either because they are almost always depth guys in the way that Colton is right now. Uh but it's I, so I will say to play devil's advocate to that a little bit with Colton and the cap going up. And I know I argued against this yesterday, but 
that number does start to creep up where the bad contracts, I think in a couple of years, maybe it's more like four to six million instead of three to five. Just given the rising yeah. tides and in general. But yes, if Colton ends up being like a 20 point player for $4 million, that's horribly cap inefficient. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we, before my brain turned off, this is where I was trying to get is that you need, you need cost efficiency yeah. on contracts. Um, you know, you're paying premium top dollar for Miko Ranton and Kale McCarr. Uh, and you, you have to Nathan because McKenna. they're the best players in the world. <laughs> exactly. You're you're and and like, hey, you've got a starting goaltender making under four million dollars. You have a top mm -hmm. ten starting goaltender making under four million dollars. You're feeling wonderful here. Uh, you have a you have a top pairing defenseman in Devontae's making four million dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, your second pairing is now a little pricey, making five million dollars and just a shade under four. Um, but that's part in Ryan Johansson. Part of the big thing with Ryan Johansson, $4 million for a second line center is extremely reasonable. $4 million for a third line center is not. Well, so uh, it's, it's, it's pricey. Um, but if he uh, best case scenario, he lives up to it and and he's still a cost efficient player. He has a 50 point season. It's over 20 goals. He does all the things that we've lauded him for doing. And he's a wonderful fit. And he makes the Avalanche absolutely miserable to play against in a postseason series. Worst case scenario is those things don't happen. He can't handle the full-time center duties. He has to become a wing and then does not score the goals that he needs to score. And he has a sub-30 point season. And and you're looking at that deal like, oh my god. Sub-30 points for him, assuming health, would be borderline disastrous, honestly. It would be hard hard to to make up for that um it would be it would be hard to envision this roster being successful at a high level with that yep i agree uh your your segue about getting value though does kind of lead us into our next guy could end up being an extremely good value contract yeah fair enough fair enough uh before that, though, we are brought to you by Illegal Pete's. They're the best happy hour in town. You can go from 3 to 8 p.m., which should be fine because the rain happens at 3 to 8 a.m. apparently now. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but we got woken up in the middle of the night by a gigantic thunderstorm. So that was interesting. Uh, avoid that by going to Illegal Pete's in the afternoons. Get their burritos, get their margaritas, live the dream at one of their 11 different locations here in Colorado. Go check them out for the burritos, stay for the margaritas, have a good time. One just a couple blocks from the DNBR bar. Get yourself some illegal peats. Also brought to you by the folks over at Shady Rays. You can get yours that look just as cool as these bad boys right here over at ShadyRays.com. When you use code DNBR, you get 50% off your order when you order two pairs of sunglasses or more. So get over there, take a look at all the different kinds of styles they have, get what you want. And the best part is the first 30 days, it's no risk. You break them, they'll replace them. You lose them, they'll replace them. You don't like them, send them back. They'll give you a different pair that you do like. So go check them out again, shadyrays.com. If you're local, they do have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Be sure to use the DNVR code to get that 50% off. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Okay. 
Is the Jonathan Druin experiment going to work, AJ? I think so. Me too. I think it's going to really work. Me too. <laughs> um, I just think uh, there will be more on this uh, when I sit down and do a proper Jonathan Duran uh, film room. But the player that I watched last year, when he did get into games and was healthy and was good to go, man, he's dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and he is, he's still got that creativity and the hands and the vision. And he's, he's a fun guy. And I think that, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like a, Oh, he lives up to all that draft type, and oh, it's this, it's that. You know, it's all these, all this, all the superlatives that you throw at like the yeah. reclamation projects of the world. You know, I, I don't know about that. I, I, do, I don't think, think it's going to be be a fifty-point guy, though. I'm expecting it, him to be a fifty-point guy. Um, and I think I think he's going to shoot more. I think he's going to score more goals. Um, it, it feels so easy for him to put him next to a lot of guys in the Avs top six and for him to yeah. become a 15-35 guy. Like, fuck, man. You could even have the conversation about putting him next to Miles Wood and Ross Colton on your third line and being like, and here, are two guys two guys. That, yeah. here are two guys that don't really pass the puck all that well. Go, go. And they want to go to the front of the net and they want to put their big butts in goalies' faces. Yep. Go do that. Like go, go find little backdoor passes to these guys all over the ice. Like, uh, you know, in that case, obviously you're like, well, what's going on with the top six? I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, you could, you drop that guy into, on, onto any line and your expectation is that, uh, you might have a defensive problem. Like you just, you just might that, I am that may be the, the the aspect of his game at which I am most curious to see how it how it comes around. Yeah. But I would also I would also say that his goal scoring, like you are you are talking about like extreme numbers here. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, he had like an eight goal season. It's two. <laughs> no. You are talking about like I think it's I think it's sixteen or seventeen goals in his last hundred and sixty three games, like yeah, seventeen in his last four seasons. You are talking about this dude has not scored much, and that is at all. He scored seventeen goals in his last four seasons. The season before that, he scored eighteen. So. <laughs> right, and so like it goes to show like. It's, his entire Montreal tenure was kind of just jacked up. Yeah. Um, and, and there was way more going on than this is, this is, and I have alluded to this multiple times, but it's not just hockey stuff and it's not just of regular course. old injuries. It's not just a hamstring. Yeah. He had, he had pretty significant off ice issues for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, obstacles facing him. Yep. Um, and him working through those, and we'll see. We'll see how he does in a new environment in Colorado. When he might, he might be away from some of the support that he had built up at the end of his time in Montreal. Uh, but maybe, maybe it makes it easier to get out of the pressure cooker, uh, and and kind of out of a spotlight where when he got there, you know, he was traded one for one for Mikhail Sergachev, well, especially who has gone for on a to be French speaking guy. 
a guy from a guy from the area. Yeah. You know, there were there were elevated expectations and for good reason, because he has outsized talent. Mm-hmm. He has the kind of offensive talent that is just nuts. Yep. Like legitimately game breaking kind has, of, of offensive the, ability. Talent wise has the ability to be that guy every single night. Reality probably is not great gonna get to that level. But. Right. I mean, but but the ability to kind of to kind of be a poor man's version of prime Patrick Kane. Yep. You know, just an extremely slick playmaker with the puck along the wall. Um, and, and I think that uh, I, I do think that in Colorado, that's your best case. This mm-hmm. hits, yep. this hits like, a the, you know, pardon, pardon the obvious reference here, but like a Mack truck, man, <laughs> like this is a, this, this, he gets into this up-tempo system. He puts in the work on defense. He gets the top six role. Uh, he gels next to whatever, whoever the hell he plays next to, McKinnon, uh, Johansson, Colton, you know, whatever. He gels next to that, and he takes off, and he has a 60-point season. Yep. He could completely become a 20-40 guy for Colorado. If things work out, if things click, if he finds that spot. Yeah. And, and I think... Even better, well, not better than that, but there's basically no risk here because the worst case scenario for the Avs is that it doesn't work out and he essentially costs you nothing but the time invested. Yeah, and if they wanted to bury him and send him to the AHL, they could do that. If they wanted to term the contract, they could have that conversation. If they wanted to just healthy scratch him, okay, that's also like a part of one of the options on the table here. So... Uh, those are those are all things that they could do if this does not go well. They are not like tied to him. Yep. You know, whereas whereas uh, you know we talked about both Colton and Wood. If those don't go well, you have real concerns. Yeah. You've got big concerns because those, those are yeah yeah and and not so much Wood because of the money, but because of the term where you're just like, yeah. what are we gonna do? Where can we it? can we salvage this? You know. And, and Colton, it's it is the money, really. So, yeah. and and Druin is the opposite. Druin has found money. It, it, yeah, there's no is, risk. It's not yeah. even high risk, high reward. There's no risk here. Yep. The risk is that oh, hey, you you were wrong, and you still need a top six guy. And as we have seen in this market, this trade market, this NHL market, wings have been. devalued like crazy Mm -hmm. so you know you could you could probably find a guy early in the season you could probably find a guy at the trade deadline to do something you know to to fill that role for a reasonable price that does not involve first round picks uh or uh mikhail guliev or you know any any of that uh any of the top guys like very reasonably priced and they've got access to their 2026 second round pick that thing is not staying no, it's if it be. makes it to the draft floor next year, I will be shocked. Uh, and one other thing I'd like to add on Drew, and he has spent a lot of time on non-cup caliber teams. Even the one run Montreal made, he was hurt for a significant portion of that season and then balled out in those playoffs. Uh, the last time he was on a real contender where he really played 53 points in 73 games with Tampa Bay, including 21 goals. 
yes, obviously there's an off-ice conversation of the issues he's had. Yeah. But in a good team with a good system, a system somewhat similar to Colorado's, signs point to good things. Dude, <laughs> that's that's kind of where it is with Jonathan Duran. And you're also talking about, hey, he just took a He's not even going to make a million dollars this year. Yep. You know, and he's made plenty of money in the last, uh, what, five years in Montreal? Yeah. With that, with that lucrative deal he signed upon the deal but uh the you know he he is still young enough here to if he has the 60 oh, yeah. point season someone could pay him six million dollars for sure he's gonna go into he's going to go into a free agent market where and and what it's it's honestly starting to annoy me a little bit but it's true 32 teams are about to get four free million dollars to spend against the salary cap next summer. Yep. Regardless of what their cap situation is, they're about to get four million dollars to do whatever they decide to do with it. Uh, that's a decent chunk of change league wide. And teams about to be drunk with cap space for sure. Ex- exactly. And there are going to be some teams, you know. Hey, if he has a good season, if you're Chicago. Aren't you a little tempted if you're in Arizona? Aren't you a little tempted to be like, okay, okay, <laughs> let's put him, let's put him, let's put him next to some of our young studs and see how this goes. Uh, and he could be, he could kind of be our Matt Zuccarello to 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 the Kirill Kaprizov that they've had in Minnesota for the last handful of years. Second banana could work it, out. Yeah, like a, that guy goes and he plays the Matt Zuccarello. Uh, in in Chicago with next to Connor Bedard, I mean that's a great Look, situation. We're, we're talking best case scenario. Maybe he just loves playing with McKinnon so much he takes a discount and stays. <laughs> I think that conversation is way more realistic if there's something up with Landis Cog. Sure, uh, and that seven million dollars becomes a permanent part of their uh, their cap moving forward. If he just if it, he just doesn't he just can't do it. Um, then that that's a way different situation. The concern, obviously, with that is you get a year down the road, and then it's like, well, we don't know. We we have to wait till opening night. We don't know how he's recovering. Zone, yeah. And you're stuck in fucking seven million dollar limbo once again. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I I think yeah, best case, and I think he's already said I would love for this to work out and to stay. Yeah. And that's you know. Evan Rodriguez wanted to stay too. Take that with a grain of salt, of course. Like um, when you get the offer you're looking for, you gotta take it. So instead of being drunk on cap space, I for, prefer to get drunk on beer. Uh, you can get yours from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Eight different kinds on tap at the DNVR bar, but they're everywhere in the 50 United States. You can use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com unless you're like AJ and then Canada and then you can't get it there. So lame, but did you smuggle any in this year? I did. No, boy. <laughs> yep. Smuggle? I declared at the border. Like, the country I knows I brought it in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I choose to believe you're a criminal uh, doing illegal activities. I, I mean... It, it it I think it raises my profile quite a bit. <laughs> it makes me uh, significantly cooler. <laughs> uh, also brought to you by 
the fantastic people, I combine fantastic people into one word, over at FOCO, where you can get amazing bobbleheads and other sports merchandise, licensed apparel from all teams all over the country. Uh, most importantly right now, though, the, the Nuggets Championship bobbleheads are, are what you got to get in on when it comes to FOCO. Get over there. Go get a, a bobblehead that's Jokic saying he wants to fucking stay on parade. What happens next year at FOCO when the Nuggets and Avs both win oh, titles? Yeah, they're they're going to have a, a crowded section of bobbleheads for sure. Might take a little longer to produce all of that. <laughs> I mean, I just wonder, like, do they do they just make like tandem? Do they at that point do they make like parade bobbleheads? They where they yeah, make fire true. trucks. They, they make fire be... trucks that you can uh, they have that have actual seats in them, like the old TMNT truck uh, toy, where you could put the turtles in their assigned seats around the in the in the thing, and. Like, except you do that, but then you also have like the little, the little action figures of the players. They're gonna run out of room because they're gonna have to make one with Makar and Jokic, and they're gonna have to put two Consmice on it and two NBA Finals MVPs on it. <laughs> it's gonna be a crowded bobblehead, to say the least. Dude, it's just gonna be, it's just, it, it, it's just gonna be a traveling trophy case. <laughs> Because they'll also have the Stanley Cup and Larry mm-hmm. O'Brien Trophy. Yep, it's gonna just be cruising, good. Just cruising down the street in downtown Denver. I like this. This is <laughs> this is sick. Check them out, foco.com. Use the DNVR code to get ten percent off your order and get free shipping. The last guy on the list being the first guy the Avs acquired this off season, Ryan Johansson, at four million dollars. Best case scenario. He's a 60 plus 2C, right? 60 plus point 2C for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Goes in, does the job he's been doing for years, has success with quality players put around him, whether that be Rantanen and Nachushkin, or I don't, I can't imagine they're going to split up McKinnon and Lekkinen, but sure, you could throw him down there too. Yeah. Uh-oh. He lagged out again. Look at that. Holding his glasses right there. Uh, look, the reality for Rijo is to be successful, he does have to turn his goal scoring up a little bit. I think he can't fully settle into being the guy that strictly distributes. He still can do a significant amount of distributing, especially if the abs run and line up of putting Miko next to Ryan Johansson. It's a pretty easy connection to make for me where Rijo distributes from the middle to Miko, and that's how they score a ton of goals. But there are going to be times this season where Rijo's going to have to carry the lineup. Um, not the full lineup, but certainly carry his line as far as being the guy who puts the puck in the back of the net, especially if he ends up playing on a line with with a Nichushkin, with a Lekkinen, with a Druin. Someone's going to be the trigger man there, and it's probably going to fall on Rijo to do that. If he can put up... 20, 25 goals, definitely think he can be a 35 assist guy. That should not be a, a, a difficult ask for someone like Rijo. It's something that he's done in his past multiple times in his career. So definitely something you can expect out of him. I mean, he technically has a 50 assist season in his past, but 
If he does that, great. That means Miko Rantanen is scoring 60 goals this year. So if that's the way he can get there, I'm not going to complain about it, but I do think it will take more goal scoring for him to really push that 60 to 70 point range in Colorado. I also think he's fully capable of doing that right now. You're talking about a guy who's maybe not quite in his prime, but he's only 30. He's not even close or really shouldn't be even close to getting over the hump, assuming he can stay healthy. Uh, so fully capable of, of filling those roles. I think we've pretty well established at this point that he's not a true one C if he needs to do that job long-term, it's probably not going to work out great for Colorado, but that's what Nathan McKinnon is for. So not really a problem there. The worst case scenario, on the other hand, is, I mean, again, barring injury, we're, we're going to ignore that because obviously if he doesn't play, that's the worst case scenario. I actually don't think there's as much downside as a lot of people think there is for this this deal. Like, I think the Nashville seasons are very much outliers of his low production. It's certainly... He should be, assuming health in Av system, a 40-point guy. If he does anything less than that, it would be, one, quite disappointing, and two, just not acceptable as a as a true 2C for the team. And you do get into an interesting conversation there of if he's struggling and Ross Colton's playing well, maybe Colton takes over that role, and Johansson ends up in a 3C role, which doesn't fit him nearly as well. He's going to be distributing to players with a little bit less talent at that point. You have question marks on how effective he truly is defensively. He's certainly not going to be a penalty kill guy for you. He's playing third line minutes. All of a sudden his ice time starts to tumble and you're now kind of stuck with a player in an awkward situation that doesn't make a ton of sense in your lineup compared to the second line role where I think it makes perfect sense. It makes a ton of sense for things to line up for Colorado if he can do that role. Uh, but if he can't, things could get dirty really, really quickly um, with how the abs end up organizing things as far as their lineup is concerned. Uh, as AJ is now back again, I just, went off for five minutes about Drew and so, or about Rijo. So say whatever you have to say. <laughs> I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think, <clears throat> sorry. I think of all the guys they got, he is the one that makes me the most uncomfortable. Okay. Um, just because several years of several years of, uh, of injuries, it it is it is heartening that his one healthy season was very productive. Yep. Um, I, I I'm I think with Johansson, I'm I'm so confident that. With Druin and Colton, especially, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And with Raijo, I'm less convinced. Um, and I didn't... Given the prices involved, I probably would have preferred Kevin Hayes. I um, 
don't think I would have. But I'm kind of talking about this, like what you were saying. The thing with Raijo is for it to work, it kind of has to work at 2C. I think there's a lot less flexibility there for him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, and he has the abs have the most at stake in Raijo working or not working. Uh, because uh, if he doesn't work, asking asking Ross Colton to do that job might be too much. Um, if he can, awesome. Like that would be wonderful, um, and makes you feel like that. And all of a sudden, the Colton deal looks even better because now you've got your potential two C for the next three years at four million dollars, and you can do whatever you need to do. Uh, with Raijo in the off season, but with with Raijo, uh, he really he they they kind of just need it to work. Yeah, I, in the immediate, yeah, it just needs to work at at two C, and I think it very well can. I I think there's a very I don't even know if it's best case scenario that he becomes a, a sixty point guy here. No, I I think I think. The expectation he needs to be a fifty-point guy. You just need your freaking two C to be a fifty-point player. It's not an unreasonable ask. Yep. You just kind of need that. I agree. Um, he's good enough. I am curious if he. I I still think that the best course of action is to put Nachushkin and Ranton in. Uh, flanking Raijo. I, I think Ranton and for sure. And I think I think that puts him in the I think that puts him in the conversation of 60 points pretty easily. I mean uh, because feeding if, feeding and and I think he's going to be he's going to be on the first power play unit. Yeah. And so 60 60 points if 60 points can't be your best case your best case is like 75 with that guy. If, if you play a full season next to Rantanen, being the type of player that Raijo is, I mean, 40 assists should be almost automatic, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, Val Nichushkin, a 20-goal guy, too. Yeah, true. Artari Lekkinen, a 20-goal guy. Like, it really doesn't... Uh, Nichushkin, Lekkinen, which, whichever... Whichever one they want, they want to, uh, uh, to go with there, it doesn't I, matter. The the key for me is actually the opposite. I was talking about this while you were gone. I really do think he needs to get back to twenty goals. I that's that's where his best case is. Yeah, he's fully capable of being a twenty to twenty five goal guy. He's done it multiple times across his career, and even has a thirty goal season. But that is a a long time back, but can definitely hit 25. It is. Yeah. I'm the 30 is I'm not asking for 30 at this point. If he does it, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, but 20, I think 20 is a reasonable marker, especially for a guy that's going to be playing on a, a top five ish power play in the league. He True. needs to, he just needs to produce. Yep. He needs to, he's going to be part of the appeals, the net front presence. He's got to produce there. He's got to get some deflections. He's got to get some rebounds. He's, he just has to pick up points there. He just has to. Um, and we saw, we saw, I mean, to be honest, the reason for optimism here is 
You saw what playing next to Miko Rantanen did for JT Comfer. Mm-hmm. You saw what these exact opportunities did for JT Comfer. He had a 52-point season. Just blew, blew out his career. Career high, yeah. And Ryan Johansson's just a more talented player than that. Certainly on the offensive side, yeah. If he gets if he gets those kinds of opportunities and he stays healthy, it, it your best case really is like a 70, 75 point season. Like a big time year from him. So there's a best case scenario world where down the middle the Evs are 110 points with McKinnon, 75 from Rijo, and in the 40s from Colton. Pretty good. Yeah, man. Not to mention a potential 60 points from Drew and on the wing. Right. Right. And, and, you know, you're probably, you're probably talking about another 80 or 90 points out of Miko. Yep. Um, you know, you're looking at 50 or 60 points out of Lekkanen, 50 or 60 points out of Nachushkin. If you get more than that, hell yeah. Yep. And, and you are talking, you know, if Miles Wood can give you 35, all, you know, if Logan O'Connor can give you 30. Yep. Or whoever ends up on that third line, you know, like that's, yeah, your best, your best case here is you're a top five goal scoring team in the league and girl, you nasty. And your worst case is Nico Rantanen's your two C two months into the season. You don't know what you're doing with Rijo. Ross Colton looks like a bottom sixer and Miles Wood is barely functional in the NHL while Druin has been kicked to the moon. Yep. So I I predict it will be somewhere in between those two. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, and like we're talking, we're talking all these all the scoring. We haven't even talked about the defense. Yeah, there there wasn't anyone new really on the defensive side. No, I just I just mean like we're talking like oh you put the lineup together, you start looking at oh what is what do they have here in terms of points, and then you're like oh hey by the way Kale McCarr throws up a nine, a ninety point season, and <laughs> Devon Taves has sixty in a in a walk year, and you know, Bo Byram gives you 50 and Sam Gerard gives you 35. That's a lot of points. That's a shitload of points from your defense. You know, at that at that point, you're almost like, does Jack Johnson even have time to score points? <laughs> Josh, you know, uh, uh, 20 from Josh Manson, you're thrilled. 25, right. you're... Jack Johnson is like the Red Bull engines in free practice, all right? You got to oh. sandbag a little bit so they don't start making rules to limit how good you can be. God, man. <laughs> Can you believe that they have major upgrades on oh, the way to that car? I'm they... like, dude, it's going to take. <laughs> that's a that's an appropriate conversation. You just got banned by Red Bull for trying to speak out against them. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. I think AJ's face is perfect. We're going to get out of here for today's show. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us uh, for a Thursday podcast. We will be back for Friday's show. Should be a fun one. Hope you guys tune in to that. We appreciate you and we will see you on the next one.
You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. We'll